1: Welcome back to the New Truth Podcast, episode nine, can men and women be friends? And Kate and I are thrilled to tackle this topic today because inherent in this question is the old paradigm of love. You can only ask this question from fear, from insecurity, from our old paradigm that says no, Would you agree, Kate, that in the old paradigm, the answer to this question is no? Yeah, for sure. Which, of course, is the most ridiculous thing ever, because then that would mean I have no friends with the opposite sex, and then I pour all of my love into my one heterosexual romantic partner. So I'm super excited to tackle this today, because it has been a journey for me to learn how to be friends with men, right, for real. Because inside the old paradigm, it's a fear-based consciousness. And if you're listening to us on The New Truth, really, we're taking a stand for a new consciousness around love, a new consciousness in our culture that takes us out of fear and lack and the chase for someone to make us feel good about ourselves or feel worthy. It's been tremendously healing for me to have male friendships. Has that been the case for you?
0: Yeah, I, w- I would like to manifest more right now. <laughs> I, I definitely have some really special uh, guy friends in my life right now, and I, I always could use more. I have so many amazing women in my life and always have. And, like, especially because the work I do in the world is with women. And then I, you know, I never, I grew up with brothers and not sisters. So I always was surrounded by so many women trying to make up for not having a sister. And yeah, I just like, I deeply desire even more friendships with men in my life because it brings something totally different that you don't get with women. And of course, relationships and friendships with women bring something totally different that you don't get with men. So it's really, really beautiful and expansive and juicy and fun to have both.
1: And super healing, because in, yeah. parad- in the old paradigm, I want to take from men, actually, right? Make me yeah. feel better about myself, give me value, give me purpose. Rather than, and then I, I work with a ton of women, and I'm sure this is the case for you too, who have really negative attitudes about men, mm. right? Like men just want yeah. sex. Men just want to take from me. There are no good men, right? And in order to, and I was someone who was deeply, deeply hurt by men. I'm someone with sexual trauma. I'm someone who's experienced multiple sexual assaults. Like I had a lot of reason and every boyfriend I ever had broke up with me. Right. So I had a lot of reason to not like men and I, that never felt right. So I couldn't get behind that, but I did have a hard time when living from, I have worth and value because I'm me believing that I could have healthy relationships with men when it wasn't it wasn't sexual tension I wasn't trying to get anything from them and learn and really it was through male friendships that I learned how to actually appreciate men and that's 100% how I was able to call in Andrew yeah because I had had so many quality male friendships in my life and how I met them was actually at personal growth workshops yeah
0: I was gonna say say my most highest quality male friends that I've fucking adore, but don't see enough of are all the guys from Encinitas. Yeah. Like those guys are my favorite, but most of them moved to like Austin and the Encinitas bubble kind of burst and they're, they're all over. But that, and that's so funny because that's where we met, but though, and that's where I have the most, well, used to, I guess, cause they're not all there anymore, but that's where I used to go visit. And I would have like 10 guy friends every time I'd be there and they're all you know, open hearted and on purpose yeah. and spiritual and connected. And they're just like these super powerful, heart open, really good, good guys. And so loving, so supportive, super honoring. It never mm-hmm. never felt weird. It never Like, yeah, they were trying to get something from me or vice versa. It was just beautiful, beautiful friendships because of who they are. And of course, you know, you're going to have the spectrum as you, as you, if you're a woman who doesn't have male friendships, you're going to go through the experience of some men are not going to be aligned with you, just like some women are not going to be aligned but as long as you're walking around being shut down from being friends with men, you know, whether you're single or in a relationship, because a lot of women shut down from it when they're in relationship, which is what I used to do. When you shut down from that, you are shutting down a part of yourself. So holding on to the belief that, you know, men are assholes or men, you can't be friends with men or men can't be trusted or whatever the story is, as long as you carry that belief around with you, you're the one being impacted by that belief. It's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's a part of you that you are cut off from and that you're robbing yourself of experiencing because every time we're around, we've talked a lot on the episodes about being activated by people. And when you're around women and when you're around men and different types of people, different personalities, different, you know, expressions, you will experience different parts of yourself. So if you're cut off from an entire gender, (laughs) you're missing out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And any
1: bold all or nothing proclamation is is just always insane, right? Really? All men are bad? Really? Yeah. Really? Like you do have to shift that belief. And it was so important for me because a lot of times, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, right? You can say a new belief, but then it has to get grounded and integrated in something. And so we talked on the self-love episode, right? That you can't learn how to love yourself by just sitting in your room and saying affirmations, right? You have to actually be out in the world, connecting with people, being of service and offering love, to the world. And I think you can say to yourself, okay, I'm willing to believe that there are good men in the world, but then you actually have to be willing to go find them. Right. And so this is okay, first of all, inherent in the answer from the new truth podcast for can men and women be friends? Of course the answer is fucking yes. And we're taking a stand for how important it is and how important it is for you to be out in the world, genuinely connecting with people, making a real effort. To connect because there's a difference between I have acquaintances that are men versus I am actually making an effort to cultivate and develop real friendship. And I'm part of a four year mystery school program where we meet three times a year. And I was thinking about this this morning because there are all ages. I'm actually the youngest one in this group of 18 people. And there are men in their sixties and seventies in the, in mystery school. And it has been so healing for me to be witnessed by them, to hear their hearts and their vulnerability and their pain, right. All ages, because a lot of times, even with the spiritual community, take a look at, you know, what types of men am I hanging out with, right. If there's only one type then you might wanna challenge, right, the groups and the uh, communities that you're involved with because it can be easy to say, oh, these are are my men, rather than actually opening your heart to all humans, all stories, because that's going to change your perspective too. And I love my friends, boyfriends, and husbands. Mm-hmm. Like I love them, and yeah. that's been really healing for me too. If for for Samantha Burns of Love Successfully, I'm obsessed with your husband, Darren is a phenomenal <laughs> man. A big shout out for Darren right here, and and that's really you know that's been it too. Like it's so healing when let our letting ourselves be inspired friends relationships and trusting that you can actually be friends and friends is when I'm offering mutuality respect kindness right appreciation I love 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 right you always inspire me I mean you, you have mentioned before on how important it is to compliment right women right don't keep your compliments to yourself right maybe this is the call too of don't keep your compliments to yourself but there's men in your life that you really appreciate yeah. Right, because this is a this is a muscle, this is a muscle, and I can't I can't uh, we can't talk about this rather without addressing like the elephant in the room on can men and women who are attracted to each other be friends? Shall yeah, we I go want, down I this did, road or no?
0: Before we go down that road, I just want to say one thing about um, the oh no, it's gone. I don't know, it's gone. I should have written it down. We'll we'll circle back. It'll come back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, attraction. Actually, I'll start the attraction one. So can men and women be friends when there's attraction? I mean, here's the thing that I wanna here's the thing that I wanna say about attraction. Roll your sleeves attraction, up, everybody. Take notes. Roll your sleeves up. Okay. <laughs> attraction is not bad or wrong. There is nothing wrong with being attracted. In fact, I will say that I have attraction to every close person in my life. I have attraction. I mean, I think of my my gay bestie, um, who is one of my favorite people on earth. I love him so much. We'll probably interview him on the episode once. He's a beautiful yogi, sound healer, mm. one of the most amazing people I've known. And, uh, we've been friends for a very long time. And I am totally attracted to him and he's gay, but, and he's, a, we've talked about our mutual attraction. I wouldn't like, I feel like I, I wouldn't even be friends with people if I didn't have a pull towards them and attraction. Mm. So attraction isn't a bad thing. Just like flirting, isn't a bad thing, which we've talked about before. It's just our perception of what the word means and are not knowing what to do with it. So for me, it's like my practice in my life is to allow myself to feel attraction. I remember there was a, um, I went to Greece. I mean, obviously, I go to Greece a lot for the immersion, <laughs> but I was in Greece. It was last year, it's like 2000. 2000- 18, I guess. So, uh, fall 2018. And I had been, I had just been there in May as well. I was in there in the spring and the fall. And there was this door guy who I felt this like crazy attraction to on my birthday. We were, da- I was dancing. My two of my friends I was with at this a nightclub on my 37th birthday had boyfriends for the night. They were like off dancing with their boyfriends for the night and whatever. And so I, but I'm in a relationship. So I, my boyfriend for the night was cause I was on the dance floor by myself, having the time of my life. Like I wasn't even mad that my friends were off with boyfriends on my birthday. I was dancing and all these guys were trying to hit on me. And I had my arms out, like blocking them. I was just like, no, 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 <laughs> like, stay away. But I was still dancing in the center. And like this, this one bar in Mykonos is like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, there's all these sharks, these guys that just watch for the, a woman to be by herself. And then they, they, you know it's like bait and uh, so I was fighting off all the sharks and I I had I had had a word with the door guy earlier who barely spoke English but he had these beautiful eyes and then so we kept locking eyes across the dance floor and I was like yeah and I could just feel this energy in my body and I could feel this attraction and yet I allowed myself to feel feel it I allowed myself to bask in it. And then I use this door guy. uh, His name is Spiros. It's actually like every Greek guy's name is Spiros. It's like one of the most (laughs) common names in Greece. At first I was like, Oh my God, you're a Greek God. Um, And so I ended up, um, I ended up using it as a teaching concept at the immersion because so many women are afraid of attraction rather than just allowing themselves to feel it. And again, when you're afraid of it, you're shutting down a part of yourself. And so I get home, I tell Joe. All about Spiros, all about this feeling, all about. That. and it's just like, I bring it fully. I bring everything fully, because being uh, experiencing and feeling attraction is totally the most normal, normal thing in the thing. world. Like we are human, and that is one of the greatest gifts that we get given is the ability to feel attraction and Mm -hmm. turn on and feeling Mm -hmm. lit up and activated by people and places and experiences. And, you know, we can feel that attraction feelings in so many different ways. Right. And so circling it back to when you're friends with someone and you feel attraction, I think that the most important thing is in a in a male female friendship that you're just clear about how you feel, which we were talking about earlier. That you are willing to to share if there's attraction there, if it's if it's. But but when you allow yourself to just feel the attraction and not need to do something with it, you know, unless you think okay, this potentially could be a relationship or whatever. Then, but but what if you were to just own it and just own that? I knew that that wasn't Spiros. I didn't know the guy. He was like. Right probably like who knows he could be a serial killer i was feeling attraction within my body his something about his energy and my energy there was a pull but it had nothing to do with him right. i was just feeling it in my body so but of course if it's a friend of yours and it's there and you feel like it's between you most of the time it's cuz we're making up stories in our head about what that means um but You know, I would say have a conversation about it. Be honest about it. Um, Don't think Mm. that there's anything wrong with it. You know, I, I I talk honestly to my friends like, yeah, I feel attraction to my friends. Of course I do. You know, it doesn't mean I want to date you or be in a relationship with you. Um, Because ultimately, if your friendship is going to lead that way, it's going to happen organically anyways. So if you can do your best to get out of your head and think that you need to do something with it and think that because you feel attraction, it means that this person is your future husband or your boyfriend or the one. Like if you can actually let go of the story in your head and actually just allow yourself to bask in the feeling and feel the attraction, and celebrate that attraction makes you feel so alive. It's so fun. Like I, I absolutely thank God for attraction. If I didn't feel attraction, I would feel dead. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be dead inside. Attraction, such a beautiful and people feeling. Are. <laughs> totally, because they they've shut off from right. it. Exactly. Right. So I'd say have the conversation if you feel like it's necessary, like it's getting in the way, or it's or you're you're torturing yourself over it, like, and you feel like you are meant to be in a relationship, then you can have an adult conversation if they don't feel the same way. Okay, great. Now you get to decide, can I just own my feelings? And quite often the intensity of the story will dissipate when you know the other person doesn't feel the same way or if the other person doesn't feel the same way or just allow yourself to feel the attraction and know that there's nothing wrong with it, Mm -hmm. that it's a gift. And it doesn't mean, just because you feel attraction doesn't mean they're meant to be your partner. Write that down. Write that down, ladies. Attraction does not mean (laughs) they are meant to be your
1: boyfriend. Oh, man. Yeah, there's so much you just said, and I feel like all I'm going to do is reiterate a bunch of it, but it's so important, and this is even what the catalyst for having this uh, podcast topic was for us because we, I mean, first, I feel like when we touch attraction, we're now talking about sexuality and the way sexuality is – you know, worked and not worked in our culture, but to feel lit up by attraction, by crushes, and knowing it's something that's happening inside of me and I don't have to do anything about it. It doesn't mean anything. It's the most natural thing in the world. When Andrew and I are out, we actually always, like I love together being attracted to other women and men. Right, and even when we watch TV shows, right? So Michael Bomer is like our collect both cup our coupled crush, and he's gay. Um, <laughs> but, like, we'll be watching um, TV shows with him, and he'll smile. And Andrew and I together will just be like, "Oh man, this guy!" Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. he smiles, right? And and it's this place of when you're in an adult consciousness. Right? When you're in the consciousness of this belongs to me and I have boundaries and I'm connected to myself, in the old paradigm, the story in fairy tale romantic love is that when you fall in love, you'll only have eyes for your partner, which is yeah. the most insane and ridiculous set you up for suppression and repression in your partnership, there is. And then that's coupled with, so of course, when you have that story, then if I feel attracted to someone else, I'm going to shame myself for it in the old paradigm or worse, because I have attraction to someone else, I'm going to think I need to do something about it. And then, of, and that's how affairs happen or that's oh, how yeah. we end up breaking up with really solid and amazing partners for us because we think we, oh, I shouldn't feel longing for or attraction to someone And again,
0: else. It go, it's like when, when so I'm, I'm just, as you're talking, I'm picturing an affair happening it's because, so yeah, we've repressed this part of ourselves in relationship. And then someone out there is like, oh, it's all sparkly and exciting. And the idea of it is yes, so exciting. Yes. So the affair happens, but it's like, it's because we think that, that, that it's the other person because yes. we think they're responsible for how we feel. And now we have to go do something about it as exactly. opposed to just like, oh, wait, this is energy. Oh, wow. I can bask in this energy. I can bring this energy home into my relationship. And obviously if it's the wrong relationship, You'll figure that out. But I, it's the feeling that the other person is responsible for how we feel is what has us act on it, you know? Right. It has people jump, exactly. up, jump ship because like, oh, it's not my husband. It's that guy or it's that woman. Like as soon as we jump ship to have an affair, it's because we think the feelings that we're feeling inside of us are outside of us. But eventually it's going to dissipate with that person too because we're exactly. chasing this thing outside of ourselves that was inside of us all along.
1: Exactly. right. The yeah. path to wholeness is reclaiming all parts of ourselves. And thank God for mirrors in our lives, right? Because then that's how I get to be inspired or I certainly get to say, whoa, I like the activation that happens in me when I'm with this person. Because of course, we're going to have different experiences with different people, right? There is chemistry and alive. Like I, okay, I don't want to start a podcast with anyone else, Kate Harlow, <laughs> right? Not. Like I love... <laughs> Of our chemistry there was something that happened when the two of us got together and it was beyond just that we had similar messages it was oh I like who I am when I'm with you I like the inspiration that happens with you and I love the reflection that you said of course I'm attracted to all my friends why I wouldn't hang out with them if I wasn't I'd be bored right <laughs> And there's a difference between I have to share with my male friend that I'm attracted to them versus if you're having a friendship with a heterosexual partner that you're attracted to, but then you want more with them, right? That's a different conversation. And then the new truth is being willing to actually get vulnerable to everything that you feel without often needing to do something about it or being able to say to a friendship a person you've been friends with for a long time, and then now you're starting to feel more for them. Vulnerability looks like, hey, I have to tell you something, right? I'm noticing I want more with you, right? What do you think about that? Right, And then letting there actually be mutuality rather than from the old paradigm fear, I have to do something about everything that I feel. I have to lock somebody down, right? And I think really, really in a scary place is we think the chemistry or attraction we feel immediately with someone somehow means we're compatible with them. And then that it ends up being how people start relationship. And then, of course, six months in, eight months into that, it's like, wait, who fucking are you who did who did I just invite into my house I don't know who you are right and that was the best I often hear you when I when I'm like pushing on my clients because you're the one who takes a stand for that so much right he could be
0: a serial killer like you don't know who this person is it's because I've coached so many women who've dated sociopaths I know I know they're like oh I felt so amazing in the beginning yeah because he's really charming because they're good at that um okay I have to share something so um So about the sharing, you know, if you feel attraction and sharing it with, with your friend who you feel attraction towards, I would say always, 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 always check in. Where is it coming from? Is this just coming from your need to share so that you're just transparent for yourself to set yourself free Mm -hmm. to let, or is it coming from you wanting something from them? So, um, I have a, a very close male friend of mine who had feelings for this woman and he had a really, he didn't want to tell her and, um, and then he, he didn't want to tell her because he was like, I know she doesn't feel the same way. And I said, you're not telling her for you, you're telling her for her, I mean, for her, you're telling her for you. Right. You're telling her to set yourself free, to be honest in your friendship, to be transparent, to share, to say, listen, I am not looking to get anything from you. There's no result that I'm, I'm trying to achieve from this conversation. I need to share this with you to be transparent because there's a pink elephant in the room and I have to speak to it. Otherwise, I'm not fully being myself in this mm. friendship. And so to be in integrity with myself I'm going to, I need to tell you that I have feelings for you. I have attraction towards you. And again, like no pressure on you. You know, if I imagine you don't feel the same way, but if you do, great, let me know. Um, And, and now it's an opportunity to create more intimacy in that friendship and more transparency. And quite often the attraction, like that, the strong, like, pull towards the person if they don't feel the same way it'll dissipate that feeling will dissipate and now you got to speak your truth and you got to be courageous and you got to be the person who's a real freaking person in a relationship you got to be totally transparent um one of my favorite quotes is um between what is said and not meant and what is meant and not said most love is lost Hmm. I'll say it again, between what is said and not meant and what is meant and not said, most love is lost. However, the key to what I just shared there is that it's where it's coming from. If you are sharing, you have feelings for someone because you have some fantasy story in your head that you're going to win him over, that he's going to say he has feelings for you too, that you guys are going to be together. You are setting yourself up that is a setup. It is a a possibility that that will happen, but that is going in with expectations, with an agenda, and it's not a clean communication. So if you are at a place where you feel feelings towards your friend and you want to share because you need to be honest, share for you, share to set yourself free, but not to get something from the other person. That's a transparent conversation. That's a, that, and, and, and that like, you're way more likely to salvage the friendship if they don't feel the same way by communicating it that way, as opposed to wanting being attached to a result and then being devastated if they don't Don't, like you back well now you're attached to a story and that's your saboteur ego Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: i was even gonna as i was listening to you share that story i was gonna check in on whether or not your friend was making an assumption that the girl wasn't interested in him oh yeah like every
0: other day he's like she likes me she doesn't like me i'm like oh my god (laughs) you don't know what's happening for another person ever ever yeah
1: and it's, it's like impulse control. I mean, welcome to being a fucking adult in the world, right? That you have to check in like moment by moment, conscious awareness of what am I feeling? What is happening inside of me? Cause a lot of times it's feeling need to do something about it, feeling need to do something about it, feeling yes. need to do something about it. Yeah. And for me, one of the game changing things, I mean, I wonder, I've thought to myself actually about whether or not my ex was listening um, to our podcast, maybe he is. I um, hope so,
0: but <laughs> I this, this, this place, I you. this.
1: Uh-huh. This, I mean, a whole other topic, right? Is can we be friends with our ex? And uh-huh. what's true for me is, if there's a charge, like a full-on charge, and attachment, right? That you yeah. just said, right? The answer is actually no. Not and I yet. think women. I mean, if you're in a position where you have feelings for a friend right or your friend has feelings for you look you don't have to torture yourself by making yourself continue to be friends with them in order to appear like you're some conscious enlightened individual Right. Self-honoring and boundaries as well. Actually, you know what? It is really hard for me to maintain this friendship because right now I feel more of a charge than you do for me. Or I have feelings for you. And I actually am a little attached to wanting something to happen between us. So maybe I need to take a break. Yeah. Right. And that is radical truth. Like that's yes. the new truth, right? Because I'm totally. so sick of all the pressure people put on themselves to be some kind of enlightened person rather than the new truth is taking a stand for what's actually real and true for you. And I yeah, love it, so t- right? T- totally. Everything you just said, I'm sharing this for me and seeing what's possible. And then, wow, if I'm in a friendship where I have feelings for you and you don't have feelings for me, I might need to take a step back for a while to do my work on the intensity of my feelings and lose the attachment I have to something happening between us. And that's the real navigation of self-awareness, mindfulness, and true love consciousness.
0: Yeah, I love that you just brought light to that because it's, it's, it's really checking in with what is it, what feeling is this evoking? If it's pain, right. then you need to do your own work around it. And, and, and like you said, taking space from that friendship is probably the best thing so that you can do your own healing around it as long as you've spoke your truth and you, it's clear right. um, as to why. And But if it's just pleasure, you know, do your best to separate story from feeling. Every time you're in story, know that that's your saboteur. Give her a name, get out your pen, write down the story she's making up and then get clear on what is yours. What is mine? Mine is I feel right. really turned on right now. Mine is every time... I have this one friend who when I'm around him, I feel like totally turned on. Like My body is like because I feel excited and happy and there's this like alive feeling, mm. but it's not about him. It's about me. And I like, I only want to surround myself with people. I feel yeah. that way around yeah. or, di- or, or in, in different, I mean, it's not always going to look the same, but where I get to feel pleasure. And I know that it's mm. not the other person. I know that the other person, person simply activating a pleasure inside of me and so the more I think that you the something you spoke to a little bit earlier with the pleasure side, the more we allow ourselves to feel and receive pleasure like this is something we could do an episode on this um, for sure maybe write it down or I will, um, um, but on women, women's ability to receive, because well, I, yes, I we have to do an episode I, on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I even think of turn on, like how we're conditioned when we feel turned on, we have to, we have to get rid of it. Right. I've got to have sex. I've got to masturbate. I've got to get rid of this good feeling in my body. But what if you could just bask in the feeling in your body? Like what if you, and this is what I practice, especially in Europe, I'm so turned on mm. and like every every man and woman make eye contact there. And it's just this, complete, like lit up feeling in my body. And I feel so, so good being there. And my practice while I'm there is just to allow myself to circulate the energy, to breathe, to, to just be in it, to just be in turn on. And when you are in a state of turn on for a prolonged period of time, oh my God, you're a magnet. Like every, every kitten wants to come talk to you and dog <laughs> and every, every, like you are a magnet. People give you free things. People hold the door for you. Like that is the most magnetic energy to, To exude, you know, Mama Gina talks so much about it in in Pussy the Reclamation, which every woman listening will post a link. (laughs) Pussy the Reclamation, Um, but it's all about like that. That's that's the gift of being a woman is we get to feel turned on all the time. Right. if we choose it and allow it, but we've been taught to get rid of it. So the more you practice receiving and actually just holding and breathing and circulating the energy of pleasure in your body, the less, you, the less the story hijacks you and makes you feel like you need to do something with it or you need to get rid of it.
1: Or not only get rid of it, it's someone else's job to turn me on. Yes. Right, I think that that's the old paradigm too, right? Someone else's job to make me happy, to turn me on, to make me feel worthy, to make me feel valuable, and I can barely move through the world appreciating my male friendships because I have to actually do something about it right the old paradigm it just is so yeah. painful and this is why i'm so grateful to be doing this with you yeah. and as as i'm listening to you i'm also thinking about that place of what if you're in a romantic relationship and your male partner has lots of female friends right like talk about shifting consciousness in love because look there is a there is a line for sure right my ex was making sure he had lots of backup girlfriends Right, in case he and I didn't work out, <laughs> right? Like yeah. it was inappropriate what my ex was doing with female friends. Yeah. Um. But there is there is a place now of you know when you sh- raise your vibration and your consciousness and love when you're not fearful when you're not insecure when you don't doubt your partner's integrity, right? Yeah. Then you can actually celebrate the friendships that he has. And then I mean I want Andrew to be friends with my friends. Right. I want him to have deep and meaningful connections with the people that I love. Right. Of course, I want that. And I think every woman can appreciate that. Right. How much do we want our friends to like our partner? Yeah, that's a big deal, right? That's everyone's longing and dream is that we have community. We have partnership. And yes, it is. It is something to take a look at if all of your friends don't like your partner. (laughs) There might be be something that you can't see. But the other thing that's really important to me that changed my life. I don't know why I started. Oh, I started talking about my ex because I loved him, but I didn't like him. Mm. And we All of the research says that friendship is actually what makes love last. Yes. And when you're chasing the intensity and the attraction and the like fantasy compatibility, you miss. Right now we're in the engagement ring episode. If you have not listened to that episode, run, don't walk to that episode (laughs) and go listen to it right now. But We chase that fantasy feeling and then I miss out whether or not I even like this person, right? Do I respect who this person is in the world? Are we friends? I don't think your partner has to be your freaking best friend. I mean, that's thrown around all of the time, but you better be friends, right? Because all the the days when you're going through When you're actually going through life and you're not having sex every two seconds, right? You better have something to talk about and have mutual respect. And then eventually what ended up happening with my ex is when I took the pressure off of needing there to be the intensity and the fairy tale of love, we ended up being good friends. Yeah, right yes, like we exactly. could get back to that. And so it was too polarized for us. We couldn't be lovers and friends in partnership. I mean, we sucked as lovers. We sucked bad, not good. <laughs> but then once when I got through all of my fantasy fairy tale addiction, I could appreciate who he was and then we could yes. see it like, wow, we're epic friends, not good partners. <laughs> right? Yeah, but hopefully when beautiful. you're dating, you're checking in on whether or not I can feel friendship with this yeah. person first, long before you're chasing the intensity, but you're only chasing the intensity when you're in the old paradigm of love. Totally. Anyway, and I, I think- We have I, thoughts about that.
0: Well, it's such a, I, I think that friendship is such a, oh, my! my parents were- they've been together for 46 years and like my parents are actually adorable like they're so yes they, they are they, yes, love they love each, each other so much still so they're so cute they're so in love still and um, and good friends and good friends i friend. want to make and a plug for them like watching them they really model that yeah yeah, exactly. And that's actually how their relationship started. They were friends. My mom had a boyfriend and my mom and dad were, became, they met in um, our family friend's hot tub and, you know, God, when was this? In the 70s, I guess. <laughs> and they um, and they became like, they had this beautiful connection right away. But my mom had a boyfriend who didn't live here. It was a long, he was away at college or something. Mm. And so my mom and dad just became really, really, really good friends and then eventually were like, Oh shit. Like, I think we're in love. And, and so my mom broke up with her boyfriend and they got married. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I, I think that I always say to my clients, like when you're out there dating, the more you can just date from a place of like, Hey, making connections. I'm not looking right. for a boyfriend. I'm open to maybe making a friend, like meeting a new friend. Right. Yes. And the reality. Through online dating, you could meet a lot of new friends. But when you're when you're when you're like going there with the intention of friendship, and you're letting go of the romantic, it totally changes things. Because w- we're way more particular about friends. Like, we, I wouldn't just become friends with any Joe Schmo. I mean, back in the day, I would, but now I'm like super picky about. Like, I have to feel really amazing around someone for them to be right. become a close friend. And so, to let a relationship you know, start as a friendship and, and take away all of the pressure and just like, let it organically unfold. And, and cause attraction quite often in the beginning is our wounding often mm-hmm. in the beginning, it's our patterns. It's like, Oh, I'm attracted to aloof guys. Okay. Here's an aloof guy. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. actually watching the show again, love is blind. And I, I like watching these shows. Cause I really like, w- like just watching everything we talk about and getting more ideas for the podcast. But, um, but you can see like the women who are attracted to the guys that are totally unavailable or not remotely interested in them, or and so um, and so to let it just start as a friendship, and then you never know. Like you could make some really really amazing friends, right. and also when when a romantic relationship hits its expiry date, like maybe that person is meant to be your friend, right? Like friendship is such a beautiful thing, and um, and friends can fall in love. Like I, I mean, even as women, I have a very good friend who completely fell in love with a woman who she was just friends with. And she talked about her nonstop and neither Mm. of them had ever been with a a woman before. They, one of them was in a long-term relationship with a man. The other one had only been with men and she kept talking about this woman. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm kind of jealous right now. I don't normally get jealous in my friendships, but like I was her favorite. And then all of a sudden she kept talking about this woman. And then after a couple of days of us spending together, I was like, wait a second, are you in love with her? And she looked at me and just started sobbing. And mm-hmm. I, my heart just melted like, holy shit. Attraction is an attraction. He, like, we can fall in love with anyone, absolutely anyone. When you take away the story of what your life is supposed to look like, right. who you're supposed to be with. I mean, when you're on dates and you think you're supposed to be with someone who's six foot four, who's brown eyes and blonde hair, whatever, like whatever your criteria superficial is, superficial criteria, you are disconnected from yourself when you have a criteria about the guy that you're looking for, because the reality is none of us know what we're supposed to experience and what's coming for us. Right. So if you could come from this place of friendship and just allow yourself to open hearted, be open hearted with boundaries, right? If you have a guy friend talking about the flip side, if you have a guy friend who's attracted to you, who's getting the wrong idea, speak, have your boundaries, Mm -hmm. just speak clearly. You know, I love our friendship. I really appreciate having you in my life. And I just want to be really clear. It's not romantic for me. Like that's, you know, just having the boundary. And if he's okay with still being friends, great. You can still be friends, you know? But like, you never know. You could fall in love later. You could, like, who knows? Like love stories go so many different ways. There's billions Mm -hmm. of, trillions of, you know, infinite possibility of where it could go. Mm -hmm. So the more you allow yourself to just enjoy the experience, enjoy the attraction, enjoy the feelings, and just have friendships that are heart open and boundaried and you never know where it's going to go. And that my loves is the new truth. Yeah, at, Like
1: this is it. That's the new totally. truth way. That's the new truth way of being in the world. That's a new truth way of dating. That's a new truth way of living from a true love state of consciousness, not from fear, not from doubt, not from needing to control, not from needing to lock somebody down, but we hope and pray for you to have many, many places where you feel loved and adored and appreciated and that you offer that to other people. And we hope so much that you've been inspired by this podcast and want to let you know that the core of our work is shifting states of consciousness, shifting from a consciousness of fear into one of love, shifting from listening to your saboteur into living from your heroine. And so if you love this episode, comment below, share with your friends. If you're interested in working with us, we have lots of spaces for one-on-one clients right now. And Kate, do you want to talk a little bit about your expanded love weekend coming up?
0: Oh, well, if you're in Vancouver or Washington DC or St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis, (laughs) I think, anyways, Vancouver um, is Expanded Love Weekend is the end of March 28th, 29th. Washington, D.C. is the, I think it's the, 25th weekend. And then St. Louis is the weekend after that first weekend of May. I'm pretty sure those are being finalized right now. And um, the Expanded Love Weekend essentially is is the the method of coaching that I created that I do with all my clients, which is uncovering your saboteur, which we've talked a lot about, that voice in your head that is not you, that's not your truth, that keeps you in fear, that keeps you attracting all the wrong guys that keeps you struggling and suffering in love and in your relationship with yourself. Um, So it's about getting intimate and getting to know that part of you. And then also, um, awakening what I call your heroine, which is the truth of who you are. It's your soul. It's who you were born to be, not your conditioned self. So it's Mm -hmm. uncovering those two parts of you. And, um, this is my work in the world. So expanded love weekend. I have the expanded love coaching program that includes the weekend, um, the immersion in Greece, so many options but and then Catherine and i are gonna birth a baby really soon together not a real baby (laughs) a a coaching program Program. called ready for love so that's coming down the pipes as well and if you're ready
1: now for this work know that it's available to you we would love for you to reach out all of the links are posted below the episode notes and if you haven't already joined the new truth movement group facebook group come find us over there now it's been, it's growing. There's so many amazing women and we can't wait to hear your stories on how you're living the new truth way.
0: Yeah. And on like questions you have for the podcast, like if you're liking this podcast, go share it with all your friends and go to the Facebook group, the new truth movement, get on there and ask us more questions. What else do you want to know? We love connecting. We love like this episode was inspired from a client. So we feel uh, super excited to support you with whatever you want support with
1: we love you so much and subscribe to the podcast your ratings and reviews make a huge difference thank you for being on this path with us and we'll talk to you soon enjoy your
0: attractions have fun
1: thank you for listening to the new truth podcast
0: you are a woman first throw away the fairy tale story so that you can have the real thing and a life that you freaking love If you loved what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and share it with all of the amazing women in your life who need to hear this message. And it's all women. Every (laughs) woman. Like every woman you know. Share it with your grandma.
1: You can find us on Instagram at The New Truth Podcast and our website, thenewtruthpodcast.com. Sign up to receive your free gift from us. The three major myths about love keeping you settling, sacrificing, and sabotaging your relationships.
0: Go get it while it's hot.
1: Get it. Stay tuned for our next episode.
0: See you soon. See you soon.